Hello, my friends, and welcome once again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Paul White. It's the 29th day of December, and we are with the Apostle Paul in his commentary in Galatians 4. I call it that because it's really Paul working with the Abrahamic stories of Sarah and Hagar, Isaac and Ishmael, and he's using it as an allegory to tell us about two covenants. Let's jump back in today. We introduced the two covenants as an allegory yesterday. Hagar is corresponding to Sinai, and then Sarah is from the Jerusalem above. Uh, not a real clean comparison in the way Paul does it because he, he overloads one side. He kind of he doubles down on his accusation of the old covenant. Let's read it together, 24 and 25 together from Galatians 4. These are two covenants one from Mount Sinai, which gives birth to bondage, which is Hagar. Okay, let's stop there. Hagar, the second wife of Abraham, has Abraham's first son. So she's not the first choice. Yet she produces something. And according to the previous verse, it's produced according to the flesh. Paul's using it as an allegory. So just as Hagar is not the first choice of a bride... The covenant produced by the first covenant, the old covenant, is not the choice of the bridegroom. It's not what God prefers in the way that Hagar was not Abraham's first choice for a wife. She's the product of the flesh. She's Abraham deciding he can impregnate any woman and have a son, so why not? Why wait around on a miracle with Sarah when you can sleep with Hagar and get what you need? Which sets us up, really, in our own world, in, well, in any world, any iteration of the faith or iteration of what we call Christianity, in which you can say, why wait around for God to do a miracle or why wait around for God to deliver you or why wait around for God to do this or that? when just by some effort in the flesh, you can bring it about. And, and I've said before, and it's worth repeating again, probably the worst thing that can happen to us is to succeed in the realm of the flesh where we needed the realm of the spirit. Listen, you got to do what you've got to do in the realm of the natural. But when it comes to the promises of God, the realm of the natural is not the area where your faith lies. And so we learn this the hard way by watching Abraham and Hagar. Now, so that's 24. So Paul says Mount Sinai, which is Hagar. And he says Sinai gives birth to bondage, which is a powerful statement. It's, you wouldn't have heard anyone else say this. This isn't something that is taught in Judaism, is that, listen, we're in bondage because we have Sinai. In fact, Jesus accused the leaders of Israel of being in bondage. And they said, we, we aren't in bondage to any man. We're sons of Abraham. And yet what we know is that their bondage was to Sinai. And that's what Paul brings out. Now listen to 25, because this is what I mean by he doubles down. He doesn't simply use one analogy, which is Mount Sinai. He uses something else. This Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia. I'm going to come back to that in a moment. Here's his double down. And corresponds to Jerusalem, which now is, 
and is in bondage with her children. So he can't leave it alone. He can't just say Hagar's like Mount Sinai. No, he goes a step further and says Hagar is like Mount Sinai, but also like modern day Jerusalem. He says, so if you want to know what Sinai looks like, look at natural Jerusalem. Look at the Jerusalem that now is. Look at Jerusalem with her standing temple minus the presence of the Lord. Remember, Jesus told them, your house is going to be left unto you desolate. Not one stone of this temple is going to be left unturned. And Paul's picking that up. Basically saying Jerusalem as she stands right now is just like Hagar. She's doing things in the flesh, looking pretty, serving a function, but is not a product of promise. Nothing that comes out of it will bring you life. And we could say this. Whatever formulas of the faith that are actually formulas of your works and your performance are much like the Sinaiic covenant, Hagar, Ishmael, Jerusalem of that day. Void of the power of God. Now, I told you I'd come back to that phrase, in Arabia, top of 25. Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia. We've seen this before. If you look at Galatians 1, and this kicks off the book, the same book, Galatians 1, Paul says this in 16, 17, he revealed his son in me that I might preach Jesus among the Gentiles. I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood. I did not go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. So when Paul receives the message of great, when he comes to faith in Christ and then determines he's going to preach to the Gentiles, he doesn't go ask advice from the apostles. Instead, he, and he doesn't even go to Jerusalem. He goes to Arabia. Paul claims that what he receives that we call Paul's message of the new covenant, he claims he receives it by revelation at Arabia. What's at Arabia? Mount Sinai. Paul goes to Arabia when he gives this, when he receives Christ, he runs to Arabia to be a Moses 2.0. He goes to the place where the law came to Moses because He goes to the place where he believes the word will come to him. And what he walks away with is this idea that I have received a new set of instructions on an old mountain. That if you don't listen to the new set of instructions from the old mountain, you'll listen to the old set of instructions from the old mountain. And so what Paul preaches is a new covenant that he received on the same mountain that Moses receives an old covenant. And then says, that old covenant looks like Hagar. It produces something, but it does it through its own flesh. And everything it produces is in bondage. Look at the end of 25. She corresponds to Jerusalem, which now is, and is in bondage with her children. So Paul's argument is that if you lean towards the old covenant given at Sinai, you will produce, but you'll produce children who are as in bondage as you. And I would say this, and this might be be a bit bold, but it's where I stand on this at the moment. I think we have produced a lot of children of bondage in the church. We've produced people born of fear and works. And they, they have had a relationship with Christ. If 
Getting them signed up and saved is all we're looking for. Boom, got it. But they're not free because we haven't introduced them to the Jerusalem from above. We've introduced them to, Jer- to the Jerusalem of the earth. Or in other words, we've introduced them to the works of the flesh instead of the works of the spirit. Then comes the works of the Jerusalem above, which we'll work on tomorrow. See you then. God bless.